That should be that. Oh, golly. <laughs> oh, crikey. Um, we're getting there. Nearly there. Oh, good, goodness me. Right, so. Um, you should all be hearing me. I should be here. Hello, everyone. Um, sorry about that delay. Uh, these ones always take me longer uh, to, to, to create than, than I always think. I think they're going to be quick, and then it actually turns out to take a hugely long time to... Uh, a hugely long time to actually go through the hundreds and hundreds of okay, not quite hundreds, but like I think possibly like forty or so uh, various bits of news that I've grabbed, and it's not even an exhaustive list because so many things go on. But um, anyway, without further ado, let's 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 get on with things. Let's crack on. Uh, we are going to go with. Uh, we're going to ignore what's in the background of this. We're going to look at the COVID stats. Um, oh, by the way, I might stop doing these quite so regularly because I don't think they're going to be that interesting. I'm just getting my uh, getting me whack them out. Don't think they're going to be that interesting. At, oh, bit eager. Um, they're kind of leveling out. I mean, well, we'll see. We'll see. We'll keep, we'll keep tracing, but I think they're going to slow down. So, so we're we're sort of bouncing around here. Uh, here here's where we are. There we are. Um, and rail is is kind of we're bouncing around really. I, I think we're going to just keep bouncing around based on sort of uh, external factors. But I, I think given the lack of trains running, and the um, uh, yeah, given the lack of trains running and general other things, I think this is holiday season possibly. Although there's a general decline in public transport use recently that's interesting. I don't know what what's caused that. But um, let's 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 hop forwards to the, to kind of the zoomed in view. Um, yeah, rail rail was reaching eighty percent. It's now round about seventy five percent. We're kind of rocketing, but sorry, it's around seventy percent. It's gone back up to seventy five percent. So the lowest point it reached was seventy. So so we're kind of going between seventy and eighty percent, which which given the state of the timetable, um, is uh not. Yeah, it's not surprising to be honest. I'm I'm unsurprised by this. Completely unsurprised by this. Cycling did its did its thing. It's still like, big up, and, and the only reason it drops is because of the fact this is a seven day rolling average. But it, I think it'll rock it back up again. Uh, road is just basically at pre pandemic levels. Um, oh my goodness, yes. Yeah. So uh, that's that's the COVID stats. And to be honest, I think I'm just trying to remind myself if if there's anything else. I think there's not. I think that's it. It's uh, it's a case of let us progress the episode um because there's a lot of news to get through tonight hello everyone who's here 60 plus of you it's uh oh, it's a little quiet tonight actually there's normally a few more uh come join us everyone anyway um let's let's get on with it right <laughs> welcome to tonight's rail natter <laughs> going to double check something actually while we while i press next on here unlike last time uh unlike last time um i uh oh right what we're we doing um who's 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 in oh oh people are disappearing off the chat hello yes oh good the the, the, the numbers are roaring upwards fine 
first thing I'm going to do is actually go in here and check, because I, I, I numbered the uh, YouTube video wrong. It's not episode 110, it's episode 109, I think. But I'm going to go into my planner now to just actually double-check the, the numbers, because, uh, you know... Um, yeah, it is 109. I thought so. I just num I've just named the uh, the YouTube episode incorrectly. I've, I've now fixed it. So the news. Uh, what I'm going to do is not go big face. I'm gonna no. I'm not going to go little. I'm not going to put my little face in the corner. Um, are we in the UK officially in Perda? Um, are we in Perda? Uh, possibly, but do I care? No, no, because uh, it's fine. I, I don't. I don't answer to to Ofcom. Uh, so it's grand. Wait a minute, if I put a small face up here, hi. Maybe this will work for now. I can switch it off if I get in the way. Uh, I think I've put most of the Karens in the bottom corner. So uh, this is a really interesting piece that people should go and, uh, should go and read. Uh, Charlie Herzog Young has written this. And it's a really interesting piece because there's a lot, actually, particularly in York, there's a lot of discussion about banning cars being a, a big problem for um, disabled access. Um, I forgot to close the door, yeah, whoops. Um, I don't know, maybe it wasn't, maybe Dina was running in to get something, that's fine. Hi, Dina. Um, yeah, it's interesting. Uh, it's a very interesting read, uh, and it's written by someone who cares a lot about the environment and is also someone who cares a lot about disabled access. Uh, they very much have a, uh, they, have, they have a dog in the fight. So, go go read it. It's very interesting. It's a thought-provoking piece. Um, I see a lot of people saying that limiting car access is limiting disabled access, and, and I find it difficult to agree with that entirely. I, I don't necessarily disagree with, with certain implementations and, and issues with it, but I, I think um, I think this can be used, it can be used as a wedge, so-called wedge issue to prevent better um, urban uh, traffic reduction measures being put in place. Uh, so I think it's really important that we're wary of that. Um, so yeah, very good piece. Strongly recommend everyone goes and um, uh, yeah, strongly recommend everyone goes and has a, a read of that. It's really good. Uh, what else? What else is going on? This is in absolutely no order, and so it might make. I was. I always try and my news is when they're shorter. I try and make them make sense. I try. I just didn't have time to do it for this. Would it, would it take me another half an hour for this one? Ah, right. The GBR HQ hunt. That's the GBR HQ hunt. Um, yeah. Penny Mordant shared this nonsense. Uh, as you can see, I mean, this whole thing is insulting. It's it's annoying. Um, it makes me very angry. <sighs> So here we have um, a, a kind of a mocked up poster showing all of the, and I'm doing rabbit ears here, showing all of the places that are potentially in the running to get the headquarters more rabbit ears, like double rabbit ears, of Great British Railways, the stupidly named um, new organization that will be coming along. Basically, the new BR, but look at, I have to say looking worse at this point. Um, uh, as you can see here... Uh, such incredibly important places as the entire West of England Combined Authority. Uh, here. Uh, what else have we got? We've got uh, Nuneaton. It's going for it. Go on, Nuneaton. And and I think probably the funniest one is Camborne. Everyone kind of sharing that Camborne is, is pretty hilarious. But also, just just like just, just Greater Manchester is just in there. Like, yeah, yeah, the whole of Manchester should have it. I mean, Birmingham's there. There's, there's, there's Doncaster, you've got... In fact, you know, if you go in here, this is the thing that's, that's shocking, is so much money is being spent by cash-strapped local authorities and combined authorities on this. Don't do it. Just ignore the stupid competition. Crew is there making their thing, fine, whatever. You've got York, obviously, Swindon, yeah, probably. It's in a stupid place for the HQ, but anyway. 
Derby, again, fine. Uh, but then you've got some slightly more entertaining ones like uh, Didcot Garden Town here. Uh, okay. And and then, okay, Doncaster's not so stupid, but their graphics are, and their, their whole thing they're doing is some of the worst stuff I've ever seen. Whoa, dear. All these colors are just, there's so many colors on here. This is chaos. Leave some blank space. There's not enough blank space here, and it just this is frightening. Anyway, all the money that's being wasted. I hate competitions for government. There shouldn't be any bloody competitions. If there is a case for something, then just do it. Immediately do it. There should not be a competition for this sort of thing. And it is embarrassing because this is a really terrific way that we're starting Great British Railways for the transition team. We're starting Great British Railways with a pathetic, insulting competition about where the headquarters are when government has already decided where they're going to be. Government already knows exactly where they're going to be going. They don't care what the competition is. This is just a tool for them to make it look like they are doing something. Before people kind of confuse me and say, oh, do you know, where, do you, where is it going then? It's like, no, I'm not saying I know where it is. I'm saying government have already decided... And this whole competition is a sham. It's not the same thing. Anyway, so GBRQ hunt. Oh, uh, yes, uh, it makes me very angry. Yes, government is obsessed with doing competitions. Richard Smith agreed. Uh, Bishop Stortford is Richard Smith's favourite. Uh, Jordan, are you saying Scott Rail HQ should definitely be in Perth, not Glasgow? I quite like that, actually. That'd be quite nice. Um, isn't GBR all about being pathetic and insulting? Well, quite. What's the point of the vertical line here? Uh, yeah, there isn't one, is there? It's not not tremendous design. Oh, this is better than the, the design that Grant Shapps is currently fawning over. Um, ugh. Anyway, uh, if you want to talk about GBR itself, well, we'll probably have another episode coming up um, about like talking about what I've seen and, and how it, what my perceptions of the direction that GBR is going. Maybe have that um, have that episode based on a lecture I did actually last couple or a week or two ago. We'll do another episode of that because I think that'll be interesting for a discussion. But uh, ugh. so uh, yes, let's uh, just let's just uh, uh, yeah, let's let's just move on. Um, oh, we're moving on. So, oh man, yeah. Uh, this whole this whole segment is is a, bit, is a bit chaotic and could have been in a better room. But there's a little abolish the treasury segment about the spring statement. If you remember the spring statement coming out, among the spring statement there was all sorts of things going on, um, including the freezing of not freezing the reduction of fuel duty, the nominal reduction of fuel duty. Um, so, uh, firstly, the Joseph Rowntree Foundation. Uh, I, I'm, I'm I stay in a Joseph Rowntree uh, housing trust um, development. So yeah, hooray, Joseph Rowntree. Quakers um, looked at the fact that uh, the the fact there's an increase in national insurance, there's a failure, to, a massive failure to increase benefits in line with inflation, um, meaning that six hundred thousand people will be pulled into poverty um, due to an action, uh, according to the Joseph Rowntree Foundation. Just as an FYI, that's about what is it, eleven, uh, maybe fourteen percent? Is that right? What was it? It's big numbers. It's like basically like over 10% of the population is now in poverty and can't eat, you know, can't can't afford to put food on the table and heat their home. They have to make decisions between the two. This is um, this is really not good. What is the end game here? Um, anyone who votes Tory, what what is your end game? What was your plan? Uh <laughs> What was your plan? Because this was inevitable. This was this was this is not some like oh crazy thing that's happened as a result of COVID. This is just this is an inevitability um, that this government is decided to make these choices. They don't have to make these choices. This is what government is for, acting as an umbrella when it starts raining. Um, 
and the analogy I like to talk about austerity and austerity politics is not about um, it's not about fixing the roof when the sun is shining. It's about selling the roof while the sun is shining. So when it rains, you get very wet and everyone gets wet. Very few people can stay dry if your house hasn't got a roof. Anyway, let's zoom in on this because there's a particularly interesting graphic here showing the impact of the decisions made at the spring statement. And you can just see what this means on average for income change. People who are the worst off have about a 5% reduction in their income per year. 2.5% reduction for the people in the, the second lowest decile, the third lowest decile. So basically, everyone un everyone below the fiftieth, you know, the, the bottom five deciles of income are all getting a chop. And yes, the highest income people are losing a tiny amount, but they don't care because they earn so much that it doesn't matter to them. Whereas the people in the lowest, this should not look like this. <laughs> it should not look like this. It should be mirrored about the zero axis, and the people in the lowest should be doing the best at this point. Uh, so, um, yeah, bad, bad times. And that's not where it starts either. So here is the fuel duty as an example of the impact of fuel duty. Uh, this is an extreme example, but it gives an idea of, of why I say fuel duty and, and why it's right to say that fuel duty is a um, uh, fuel duty is a um, is a tool to hit the poorest and dropping it is not the way you do that. Actually, cutting fuel duty is a redistribution of money towards the rich. Why do I say that? Because if the if fuel duty was saved, just completely removed for six months, over that period, um, this is Alex Chapman's tweet. Very nice little bit of sums here. Um, Alex Chapman of the um, uh, actually is the, uh, Alex, are you from the NEF? I think you're from the NEF, the New Economics Foundation. So um, uh, over that period, uh, government would transfer six hundred eighty million. Um, to the poorest, 20% of UK households, okay. And they'd transfer 3.1 billion to the richest, 20%. So the poorest would get quite a lot less than the richest, which is the equivalent of a an active decision to redistribute wealth to the richest. And as pointing out, yeah, like cuts to cuts to fuel duty are um are among the most regressive policies that could be passed. So this is not a, it's this is much as if you ignore oh, I should have put this on because it would have continued to make us angry much as Labour's stupid bloody tweet about fuel duty and fuel and protesters was um, suggesting otherwise it is not true fuel costs are things that impact on higher earners um, much more than they impact on low earners so um, yes. And this is true it's not just the UK that's done this actually similar problems have happened across Europe. Um uh, so, uh, yeah, they're, they're huge. Um, the, the, the fuel tax cuts are skewed towards the rich. And this is what a study has specifically found. So this is not me just making it up. All the studies that's happening across Europe, all the studies are pointing out that, you know, if you um, if you reduce fuel tax, you are, in fact, essentially cutting tax for the rich, which is, let's face it, not a very good idea. Um, and indeed, yeah, here we go. So here's the NEF just pointing out that 7% of the benefit of the fuel duty cut goes to the poorest. And thirty-three percent goes to the richest households. So, so this is this is just kind of expanding on Alex's point earlier. The campaign for better transport pointing this out. So, the average one pound eighty to households in the bottom twenty percent of earners, and eight pounds twenty a month to households in the top twenty percent. The point being, rich people use more fuel because they drive around without refrain. Um, so they are getting a massive tax. So what to do is provide money to... So basically, what if you're saying, ah, but but you are still providing a benefit to those poor people. What are you on about? As some idiot Tory did on Twitter to me. Uh, butthurt, maybe. 
basically the point is that that money could the money that you're giving in future you could go in a more targeted way you could pick a better more progressive form of of relief that isn't the fuel duty uh, freeze or isn't the fuel duty reduction in this case so yeah hopeless absolutely hopeless um uh yeah uh yeah indeed lots of lots of issues lots and lots of issues um why well treasury are hopeless there, if you thought Treasury had a plan and weren't just idiots, then uh, I'm sorry to burst that bubble. Uh, so, yeah, Graham, you're right as well. Yeah, richer people gen generally drive newer gas-guzzling BSEV cars as well. So two tweets if released in fairly quick succession, uh, a week and a bit apart, I think. Um, here, both from uh, Her Majesty's Treasury. Uh, the first one, the Chancellor will launch a new Efficiency and Value for Money Committee to cut $5.5 of wasteful spending across government. What? Firstly, 5.5 billion is just nothing. Um, secondly, by what measure is... I, I tweeted about this the other day. We have an obsession, and, and, and unfortunately, you know, Daily Mail readers have an obsession with the idea that there's wasteful spending in government. And the NHS, it comes up a lot. Oh, wasteful spending in the NHS. Oh, the NHS is great, but they, they waste so much money. Do they? Because if you put systems in place to maybe not result in that, wa that inverted commas, wastage, is that wastage or is that actually spare capacity that allows the NHS to function efficiently? Waste might seem like waste if you take if you have absolutely no understanding of the way that systems and major complex organizations work. But actually, that 5.5 billion of wasteful spending might actually mean that more people get access to their benefits more easily, for example. Or it might mean that trains run better. Or it might mean that electricity works better. You know, all these sort of fundamental things. And then, of course, the irony is that in having just announced this bollocks efficiency and value for money committee, uh, within 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 two weeks, the Treasury also announced that they're going to mint an NFT, a non-frangible, no, not frangible, a non-fungible token, which is um, basically uh, crypto bullshit. It's it's made up. It's just made up. It's made up. It's nonsense. It's where like there's you you put a, a, a bitmap on the blockchain, and that somehow means that it costs a certain number of Ethereum, and you pay that. And all of it's made up, and it's all based on a bubble that's already burst. It's burst already. Go listen to Trash Future. It's already burst, and the Treasury are doing stuff to do with blockchain, Bitcoin, and crypto, and NFTs, and what the hell are they doing? So if you want to cut waste, let me tell you what the first thing to do. Abolish the Treasury. Sack everyone in it. Literally everyone. They can reapply and go, go elsewhere in the civil service. Fine, but sack them. Don't redeploy them, sack them, and just destroy that. Just honestly, demolish the building that it's in, um, take those bricks and just distribute them around the rest of the country for other people to use in construction elsewhere. Just honestly, just flatten it, torch it. Treasury needs to be not just like politely renamed. No, no, it needs to be eviscerated. It needs to be absolutely thanos off the face of the planet. Um, anyway, yeah, there we go. Uh, oh yeah, and to end to end on this, we're going to do a quick flip through and talk about. Um, uh, we are going to talk about uh, oh, lots of uh, yeah, 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 um, yeah. Gareth Williams is is rightly talking about wasteful spending includes spare capacity in the NHS. Absolutely, yes. 
Well, so, yes, uh, come rally. Yeah, we're going to sing the international. Right, so, uh, Jen MacArthur posted about the fact. Do you remember the National Infrastructure Commission? Uh, one of my various nemesis organizations. Uh, part of Treasury, by the way. Um, but they weirdly, in a weird sort of infighty situation, they, they've been marking the government's homework a little bit. Uh, and so let's go to their little website they created. There's a little thread that Jen did that's really good, a good little summary. But the, but the, the National Infrastructure Commission did a little a little page. So let's have a flip through here. Uh, National Inf- so it's about progress. They've done, they've done their little markup, their little progress uh, review 2022. Ah, actually, Gareth Williams makes an excellent suggestion, which is to use the Treasury building for the GBRHQ possibly I, I that's the only thing i would accept as an alternative use other than uh thanosing it um so let's have a read through this little infrastructure progress review 2022 how is government delivering on its commitments to transform the uk's infrastructure um in the autumn spending review this is the autumn spend they've not looked at spring government committed to spend 100 billion on the uk's infrastructure over the next three years great okay fine this increased funding is welcome but spending public money effectively requires sound strategy and robust plans for delivery so how is government doing on on this so here's the, how they start, because they don't want to get abolished like uh, various groups do when they start criticising governments, particularly these ones. Some good achievements. They're real areas of progress. OK, let's see. The UK Infrastructure Bank has been established and is already making deals. Uh, OK, citation needed on this, having any improvement of value to anything at all. Great. Uh, gigabit broadband coverage continues to accelerate rapidly and now reaches over 60%, 65% of premises. OK, fine, fine. Uh, it's just some targets and we're going to reach those. Great. That's good. That's fine. Renewable electricity capacity has increased and government has committed to hold contract auctions every year to grow it further. Okay, probably we're going to reach that by 2030, 60% of generation. Fine. Yeah, okay, great. Uh, Marvellous. Okay, good. But that's the easy stuff. We've done that. We've kind of solved those problems already. But overall, it's been a, a year of slow progress. Government is not currently on track to deliver infrastructure changes required to hit net zero by 2050, level up the UK, or improve our climate resilience. Well, doi. And you guys, the NF, NIC, the NIC, you've contributed to this with your doing exactly what Treasury told you to do reports about railways. So anyway, here we are. Decarbonizing heating is one a good example. Uh, particularly given the Ukraine, uh, the war in Ukraine, Russia's invasion of Ukraine, uh, wouldn't it be great if we'd actually solved this problem? So actual and potential uh, emissions in the government's net zero uh, delivery pathways, um, what this graph is saying is like, um, I just have no idea what this is saying. Uh, cent- heating and building power, this is what's supposed to be happening. These are the emissions and these are the scenarios. That's not very helpful. Uh, they're pointing out, I don't know what they're, basically, I don't exactly know what this graph is saying, but essentially, um, government's done a dreadful job on this. There was a better graph somewhere else, actually, that someone else showed about how little, basically, uh, as soon as the coalition government arrived and they cancelled the, 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 they just cancelled the scheme to, to insulate homes, um, the amount just dropped to basically zero. Did I put this in as news previously? I think I might have, didn't I? Anyway, flood resilience, uh... Uh, the investment in flood defence has doubled and policy has been revised, but government has yet to define long-term targets for flood resilience. Until it does so, uh, they're, they're stuffed. EV charging infrastructure, this is something I think I've talked about. I can't remember, I, I talked about it recently with someone, I can't remember who. Um, and uh, here you go, total disaster. So we've done, the number of publicly available charge points it needs to reach, by, by kind of 2030, it needs to be reaching the best part of kind of three to 500,000 and um uh yeah three to five hundred thousand and currently we are at like twenty five thousand it's just pathetic 
And this isn't just installing the chargers. This is totally reconstructing distribution network networks across the country and probably rejigging the transmission network a bit as well. So, yeah, not great. Not great at all. So uh, not only are EVs horrendously polluting in their manufacture, um, but also we aren't building infrastructure to allow them to work because... Uh, we are not it's just we're just hopelessly behind on so evs are not not only are they not the future but they're being denied the chance to become the future even if they even if they were so uh, not great urban transport uh is let governments yet to give local councils the tools to help deliver leveling up when it comes to transport links okay fine whatever um while steps to widen devolution to more areas are welcome, government must do more to unlock tangible improvements to local infrastructure there are currently 15 separate pots of funding for transport which local authorities can bid it's that bidding, that competition thing again. Oh, my goodness. Um, we need to shift away from competitive bidding between councils for multiple funding pots towards long-term devolved funding settlements, and this should happen far quicker than the eight-year time frame government has suggested. Well, they're, you know, they're, being, they're being brutal about that, but uh, why is that at the end and not the headline? Uh, priorities. What are the priorities? There's some pictures. Oh, I'm scrolling and things are happening. Transforming transport. Yes. Charging points. No. Obsession with fucking cars. Jesus. Makes me very angry. Uh, more competitive. Move away from competitive bidding for short-term funding pots and rapidly devolve five-year funding settlements to more places. Yeah, fine. Where are we going next? Uh, energy efficiency. Okay, do more homes. Get rid of greenhouse gas. Oh, publish a detailed plan to deliver at least the 5 million tons of CO2 per year of engineered removals by 2030 to address the hardest sectors to abate. It's not real. You're not going to be able to do that. This is why someone was just, uh, who was saying, someone, someone was saying about net zero being uh, just a load of rubbish. Um, yeah, it needs to be just zero, just actual zero. Uh, yeah, the idea that we're going to re remove that much, just do policy that removes that much. Just do policies. That you can just, just increase fuel duty by a certain amount, you know. Drive modal shift. You can do these changes. You don't, oh, my goodness, mate. Unbelievable. Uh, what else? Recycling. More recycling. Right. Okay, I don't really care about recycling. Uh, like recycling is important, but it's not. It's, it's not the major thing. It's more uh, flood resilience. Okay, yeah, they do a policy of flood resilience. Absolutely, water conservation. Uh, okay, fine. Probably that can make a difference. Actually, it's another thing. That's an easy thing that we've done very well. Digital future, wireless connectivity, mobile network. Uh, yeah, whatever. Uh, review regulators' duties. Building on the publication of the economic regulation paper to complete... I don't care about that. It's probably important. Uh, IFG uh, at me. Testing resilience. To do more stress testing national resilience strategy. Okay, fine. Read the full review online. Yeah, fine. Okay. Right, so that's that's all that. Uh, Jen did a far quicker, more succinct representation. But yeah, that website is... Um, yeah, it's worth uh, it's worth worth having a flick through to understand it. And it, yeah, the, the, the thing about devolution is, is fine. And then to just over... Jonathan Port... Uh, is going to summarize for us, which is uh, kind of undermining all the stuff that you hear about. Um, so, so Will Tanner and, and like Harry Cole and a bunch of like neolib uh, vampires were like, oh my goodness, Rishi Sunak is braced for a 50 billion pound interest bill in 2021-22 on the UK's trillion, 2.2 trillion national debt. Oh, scary. Uh, and then Jonathan Porritt sums up uh, what that actually means that, uh, from an economic perspective is that the UK will be paying about 2% interest at a time when inflation is running at well over 5%. So our debt will be shrinking rapidly compared to our income. Yeah, basically, this is why caring about GDP to debt ratio is just a fool's game. Don't do that. Um, so... 
Lin Man Fu isn't happy at my uh, uh, at my idea of uh, demolishing um, uh, uh, de demolishing treasure the treasury building. Well, you need to look more hard, uh, more more closely at the problems that we have in having a treasury that, uh, that will exist in any way whatsoever. Uh, Slow your poke points out that electric vehicles take up valuable lithium that would be far better used staying in the ground. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Um, uh, Will Norman here is, is uh, the, the Cycling and Walking Active Travel Commissioner for London, uh, pointing out that Santander cycles, uh, the, 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 the bikes, the, the Livingston bikes, uh, celebrate famous anti-Semite um, Livingston, uh, who also goes alongside other famous anti-Semite uh, Boris Johnson. Uh, six record-breaking months in a row with more than 750,000 hires in February, the most hires ever. Uh, Sarge making the point that uh, micro-hire is, 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 is a substantial part of the future. If you have good micro-hire, whether it's e-scooters or bicycles, um, then, uh, yes, it's, uh, then, then this is good. This is good. Um, so more of this, more of this. this should, there should be funds, uh, not competitions, but just funds. There should be a huge pot of money for councils, local councils, rural councils to do these schemes. Just, just, just throw money at this because it's worth it. Um, this is good. This is last mile, and then the transport systems, you know, public transport systems, then work better. This is good stuff. Um, talking of uh, the opposite of what I just said, uh, more HS2 slashing, hooray! Um, so the Goldborn link um, is this is my I think this is my quote here. Uh, uh, Rob Hackman, uh, uh, Hackman. Uh, sorry if I'm mispronouncing Rob. I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing your name. Uh, you you do listen occasionally. Uh, I think this is my quote again. Uh, the, the 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 NC enjoys quoting me. Um, hi hi everyone at uh, New Civil Engineer. You, you, yeah hi hi hi. Uh, engineers warn cancelling the Goldborn link hobbles the value of high speed rail network. Yes, uh, I do say that uh, because it will. Uh, I, I, it's basically it's a bit of uh, back and forth discussion of um, whether the Goldborn link is going to make it into the HS2 hybrid bill, the the phase two B hybrid bill, phase two B, yeah, 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 the last bit, um, and uh, yeah, I mean yes. Uh, there's a potential that it's getting pulled out because there's somewhat... No, there's not. Some people are saying because the union connectivity... Will, Will, William Barter. Hello, hello, William. I have a lot of time for William. But you're being far too kind to government. And I know you were be, you were just kind of playing devil's advocate, but it came across as... It's, it came across as naive. You're not being naive, but it came across to anyone kind of... Look, it looks like you're suggesting government is not just cancelling this because they feel like they can and because there's a local election coming up. You know, May is local election season. They want to look like they're cancelling HS2 because they feel after that local, that, that's a by-election result they had where they thought that it was HS2 when actually it was because uh, all of their core has now gone Lib Dem. Um, those those Tories who think it's because of HS2 want to make HS2 go away. Hence hence the IRP, hence this cutting of the Goldborn link. They're using it. It's port barrel politics. Um, so uh, nothing good will come afterwards. And if they think they've got away with chopping this now for the port barrel politics, it just won't come back. They are not going to bring back an extended version out of the Union Connectivity Review, which uh, obviously uh, Sir Peter Hendy alluded to. I don't think that's coming back. It's, we'll see. Uh, it's nothing uh, concrete yet, but it, I, I, I will believe the worst and then be pleased if something slightly less bad than the worst happens. So, yeah, this is the link, by the way. For those who don't know, the Goldborn link is the, is the bit that bypasses like... Um, uh, 
like joins kind of Winsford, north of Winsford, kind of skips all that and joins north, avoids Warrington, Winsford and all the, and Weaver Junction and kind of all that bit, all that two-track gubbins and comes in further north of that. And so the fast trains are kind of connected to the West Coast mainline, avoiding a very congested bit of rail, uh, of West Coast mainline. Um, so, yes. Uh, anyway, so it's bad if it gets chopped, but it's gonna, it'll get chopped anyway at some point until the Tories get voted out, expect it all to get chopped. And frankly, I don't hold much of a candle to, to Labour doing anything different either at this point. Uh, oh, some more news. Hello, Calf. Um, you can't build trains that work, certainly when it comes to um, the Birmingham trams. Yes, these don't work. They're broken. They're cracked. They're, why, is, why are they disintegrating? Uh, why? What, what, well, the question I have is, why is Birmingham's mass transit system being wrecked up by uh, trams that are cheap rubbish? Uh, they shouldn't be. They, they, you know, they, they've run around the world, but lots of other places are reporting problems with them as well, uh, globally. So what's going on, CAF? Fix the problem, because otherwise you're going to have people like me who have no power, but also people who do have power not buying things from you ever again. Uh, so what the hell is going on with this? The idea that an entire mass transit system is being switched off, that's not a good way to get people to rely on the mass transit system. I cannot fathom how angry this makes me that the system is being switched off as frequently as it is because their crap trams are falling to bits. Just like really not good enough. Lots of errors being made. Uh, you know, the... I think there are, there are people who have procured, who've been on client side procuring these trains need to have a little look at whether they had gone for, you know, if they just went for cost over quality, then they're, they're, they they hold some responsibility. But come on, this is disappointing. Um, Calf, your Airbus trains, I've, I've flown the flag for them. Your, your Airbus trams, I've flown the flag for before. But uh, come on, not good. Not good. Uh, so, yeah, everyone who's in Brum uh, and generally across the West Midlands suffering from this, uh, commiserations, bad times. So, does anyone remember when uh, we were talking about the future GBR? I think it was GBR Rail Natter episode one. We were talking about the good things that Transport for Wales have been doing. Uh, Travnidiaith Cymru uh, have been doing even better things. So, I, I put up some of their imagery because I think their I think their um, uh, wayfinding language is fantastic. It looks absolutely terrific. I really really like it. Um, uh, and uh, you'll notice that there's like yeah, there's bus integration. There's like bus integration hinted down here. You remember our little our little hint? Well, they're doing the good things. They're making it real. Ish. Uh, Transport Wales are. Uh, thanks, Gareth, by the way, for uh, throwing this at me. It's uh, it's very good. Uh, yes, uh, Transport for Wales are, or rather, the Welsh Assembly Government or the Welsh Government. They're not the Welsh Assembly Government anymore. They've, they've done they've done a Scottish executive and renamed themselves to just the Welsh Government, and rightly so. The Welsh government are uh, it's a, it's a big it's it's a consultation. Go 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 search um, uh, transport for Wales consultation or Welsh government one network one timetable one ticket um, consultation because they want Welsh people. They, your opinion is sought. Um, go and tell uh, the Welsh government how good an idea this is. Um, it's a very very good idea um which is basically the idea the whole thing is integrated integrate the whole thing it's a very good idea if they do this it'd be very exciting it'd be very good it's a thing that we should have done in this country in the 1940s and we did not uh we attempted it and then it kind of didn't work uh for all sorts of reasons so this is fantastic and i want to explore anyone from uh, there are a few people who uh, are from transport for wales who watch uh all of you lovely transport for wales people um once the cooldown period after the work that I've sent you is is, 
school down because I've been working for doing some work for Transport Wales recently. Once that's all simmered and and it's and all the commercial stuff is happy, uh, come come shout at me and anyone who's in charge of this consultation and wants to explain what it's about, I'd love to have you on to just talk about the consultation. Uh, come come join, come join. Uh, it'd be great. It'd be, good. it'd be a really good rail that because this is exciting. This is what Scotland's yet to do and hasn't bothered to do yet. If Wales can do it first, that's really fantastic. Very exciting and justifies all of our TFW episodes we've been doing. Uh, what else? Oh, the Dutch broke the trains. Oh, I have to get rid of my face as well. Yeah, I'm gonna get rid of my face. Yeah, the Dutch broke the trains. I have honestly no idea why um, why this happened. I don't understand what 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 was happening. There were some big threads going on on Twitter. And I was really busy and stressed, so I didn't pay any attention to it. But I can tell you that the the Netherlands broke their trains. Uh, I presume they're fixed again. It was only for a day or half a day or whatever. But um, yes, this was bad. Who can tell? Uh, people in the chat, what what was going on? Um, uh, yes, no. We'll we'll find out. I'll come back to it with big face momentarily. But anyway, yeah, the the, the Netherlands lost their railways uh, briefly from a big a big train control system uh, f- failure. Not not so great. Anyway. Uh, let's get my, no, that was Big Face. You, you, you saw Big Face briefly. Hello, it's Big Face. I'll get rid of that again. Oh, you know what? I've not done. Oh. There we are. It's my illuminated Big Face. Slightly better, isn't it? Oh. Very bright, though. Anyway, let's get rid of that. So, what else? Ah, Tracy Braben is not pulling uh, her punches at all. Um... Kevin Tennant is saying it'd be interesting to know how joined up the Welsh proposals really are and if the overall strategy will be brought together. Yeah, me, me too. I think it is. I, I'm interested to see the details. So let's see. But um, right. So uh, and this is related to buses because um, oh, we, we've talked about the fact that bus back better has been obliterated by Treasury. But now the um, the bus stuff is becoming a uh, it's become more competition. So there's more competitions. So um uh, yes, this is just, it's just more more competitions and more shafting of the north. So here's Tracy Braben and Dan Jarvis uh, being very unhappy about uh, about the fact that buses are are just being stripped of funding more and more. It's just a continued bus calamity. Um, yeah, exactly. And this is the key. This is the key phrase, which is, and I absolutely agree with Tracy on this one, uh, as you know, because I said it earlier in this episode. Endless beauty contests to access money from government for essential services are not the way to level up the North. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, and some happier and, should I say, lighter news. Um, There we go. Lovely. Um, this is, uh, Some people are saying that Braben was a, a, a terrible MP for Batley and Spen. That's interesting. Uh, well, I think she's probably she's probably better suited to mayoral duties, actually, than, you know, it's slightly more personality, slightly less doing stuff than a constituency MP. Oh, Limas, but lighter. Here is friend of the show. Uh, I think this is literally, this is Noel. Noel, this is you, I think. Friend of the show, Noel Dolphin here. Uh, Noel, you're, you're, you're due on. You need to find an excuse to come to join us on, on a rail matter. You need to just find, find an excuse. There's an arrow pointing at friend of the show, Noel Dolphin. Because... Just three people here, three people lifting up uh, an OLE mast, a big old OLE king post here, large part steel, um, because it's not steel. It's made of a composite of some kind. Uh, look at this. It's exciting. And um, I'm interested to know. So so most of the reason that the, that the, the piles are, are deep on, a, on an OLE mast are not because of the mast. So this bit, the stuff that's under the ground here. So you've got 
it's easier if I do this, isn't it? You've got your OLE mast, right? You've got your OLE mast. It looks like this. And then there's a little plate. And then there's another little plate. I've exaggerated the gap. And you put some bolts through that little plate. And that plate here is attached to a big old pile that usually looks something like this if it's on Great Western Electrification. Big old pile that's going under the ground. And the ground is probably about here. There's the ground. Yeah, there's the ground. There's the ground level. Um, and this pile here is not actually because of the mass of the of the the, the, the king post of the of the OLE. It's because of all the forces going in different directions. You know, forces. If you can imagine the the wires are doing this, there's the there's the wires are doing this. There's the there's our catenary, uh, dreadfully drawn. The wires doing this, and it's the forces pulling and also the wind blowing the thing around, rather than the mass of the thing itself. But they wouldn't have done this for no reason, which make and also it means you can move lots more of them around more easily. You can maneuver them. You can lift them into place more easily. Um, so it's, it's cool. Uh, this is good news. You know, it means you can carry loads more of them around. It's still good news. If it, you know, and, and allegedly the carbon, uh, the carbon footprint of these is lower than a steel one. So, so I'm quite excited about this. Uh, let's let's see more. Noel, uh, send me send me thoughts on the. And it wasn't actually Noel was there because he's he just likes getting involved in this stuff. But I think this is is that actually Noel? Noel is actually Noel. There was a picture of you, but maybe that isn't you because Noel, you did take a picture, Noel, didn't you? But maybe that isn't you. Maybe these are just the, the people from. Is it Vanguard? Basically, if if you're in charge of this or you know someone who's in charge of this, it'd be great to chat about it again because uh, it looks fun. Light oily masts, good news. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Crossrail two. Does anyone remember Crossrail two? It's just some fun, the fun little tidbit. Uh, I told you this is going to be a chaotic news episode because we're going to be bouncing all over the place. Uh, the British Library's mammoth extension includes major Crossrail two provisions. Yes, it does because. Thanks to Ian Visits. Thanks, Ian. Um, we got a nice view of... Yeah, here's the British Library site here. This this, this sort of... Or this this here, this this bit that kind of goes around here and then around there uh, and kind of around here. That's the, 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 the abeyance there, the British Library abeyance, uh, within which they have to leave space for the connections from... Uh, so connecting into... So specifically here, you can see there's a, a connection uh, there down into the... Uh, the stairwell that goes down into the platforms for um, the, the the Thames Link platforms. So there's there's a set of stairs. Now, what I want to know is, are those stairs ever used? Because do, do people come in that side? I've never no, I've never come into that side of Thames Link. But is that connecting up into like the underground concourse? I've never come into the Thames Link platforms that side. I've never even paid attention if that's the way you can. But I presume they are because that's shown in like that exists already. Likewise, a new kind of lower concourse and then some a connection up into the um, into the uh, into the general sort of. Um, King's Cross St Pancras underground complex it means more cavernous labyrinth because that then connects in with a massive set of elevators then some more uh, elevators escalators some more escalators to then get down onto Crossrail 2 platform level and there's more escalators to get back up again at the other end uh, and then even more to get up into the the underground system there's there's more connecting to the underground as well the interchange to northern and victoria line so there's all this stuff what what an exciting labyrinth it will be under here which is very fun um so uh, that connection is exit only during peak hours you recall uh, they might change that then if it, they might change it to open all hours if um if if and when crossrail 2 appears i mean crossrail 2 is is like a distant glint in the eye uh, at the moment because of government uh, government hates tfl because uh, you know tfl are uh, they're they're being they're they're, they're um uh, persona non grata at the moment within within government because you know they they work and anything that works if you, one thing hopefully everyone's learned is that stuff that functions and works has to be dismantled that's the current ethos of this government and indeed has been the ideological ethos of 
conservative governments for a very long time. If it works, you have to dismantle If it's the state running a thing and it works, you have to dismantle it. Absolutely critical that you dismantle it and destroy it. Uh, it can't be seen to be functioning at all. So, um, looking at this, yeah, that's right. Lim Man Fu, if Crossrail 2 is built for HS2 Eastern Leg, then you'll be living, yeah, for sure. Um, uh, Tim Ballin saying composite products are not recyclable in the long run. Yeah, but we don't, yes, but OLE masts, we don't really want to be recycling those at any point anyway. So, uh, yes. Um, so here is, here's some Crossrail 2 stuff. This is fun. Look at this. It's fun. It's fun. Do you want me to, shall I just clear it for anyone who wants to just nerd onto it without my scribbles? They are. You can screenshot that and use it. There's a nice high-res picture available on Twitter and in the PDF plans for the British Library as part of its uh, abeyance proposals. Right. So, enough of that. Ah, yes, this is good. Ah, oh, look at this. So, uh, Harry and Ted. Hi, Harry and Ted. You you subscribe to me on Twitter. You, you follow me on Twitter, which possibly means, I guess, you um you watch Rail Matter. Harry, hi Harry, uh, and hi Ted. Hi Harry Main and hi Ted Booth. Um, they've done a nice document. It, it, basically, the, the headline here is uh, Watch Rail Matter Fix Problems, because obviously. Um, yes, uh, do that, because if you watch Rail Matter, you, you, you feel empowered to fix problems. And indeed, these two have done just that. They've, they've compiled a 13 page document talking about why trams should return to Dundee. And it's, it's great. Uh, the Courier link doesn't work anymore because it's a premium article. And, and although you should pay for premium, I, 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 you can't pay for premium for every single individual local newspaper. So I wasn't going to read the, the full thing. And I think they it got popular, so they put it onto premium. Anyway, chaps, lovely work, top work, um, local heroes. It's all good stuff. Very pleased. Uh, campaign for the Northeast Rail says they're friends of the campaign. Too right. You notice I'm sharing this as uh, as the Northeast Greens here, uh, sharing their uh, sharing the story. Uh, yes, good stuff. I just bit my tongue. Um, yeah, yeah, good work. Uh, if you want to come on and talk about it as an episode, uh, Ted and Harry, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's make it happen. Uh, also, yeah, Kevin was in there. Yeah, <laughs> Kevin. Hi, Kevin. Uh, yeah, yeah. Doctor KT was in there as well, uh, doing some getting involved. Kevin uh, Dundonian. I visited Dundee a lot. I have a soft spot for Dundee. It's an awesome city. It's got so much potential. Uh, my middle brother used to get his teeth done. His orthodontist was in Dundee because Aberdeen didn't have any orthodontists. Uh, yeah, it was good. It was good stuff. Um, uh, so, uh, yeah, uh, it's good. It's good. I'm pleased. It's nice to see them. I mean, it's not going anywhere because, you know, but it's important to have... Uh, there's a difference between pointless, stupid crane easting and... Um, and particularly young people putting forward opportunity, you know, ideas of what what the future could look like. There's a difference there. There's a difference, you know, and it's about, in fact, Kevin is exactly the person to talk to about what the difference between crayons and actually thinking about proposal and talking about how it might work is. They're very different. Very, very different. Maybe that's the, what the theme of the episode would be if we got um, Harry and Ted on. Uh, be another three, three-way episode, which I found completely... Uh, CNER, you can come join. Yeah, 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 fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah there's, there's plenty. We've got hundreds of episodes in the future until I snuff it. Um, uh, yeah, what was I saying? Something about something, probably. Anyway, I was waffling and I interrupted myself mid-sentence and it's gone. Ah, level boarding. New trains, same bad design. Yep, it's the lovely new trains for the West Midlands. Um, oh, good biscuits too, Dundee. Yeah, Dundee. I like Dundee. Yeah, orthodontist. Used to go to Dundee a lot. Yeah, the Discovery's there. It's great. And there's now a V&A there, which looks quite cool, although I'm not sure there's anything in it. Uh, still very cool. Anyway, Dundee. Right, enough of Dundee. We're, we've gone back to the, the, the West Midlands. Because here is a nice West Midlands train, and here is an absolutely enormous uh, gap. This is this is the footstep here, this, this thing I've just outlined. And uh, from here down to the platform here is an enormous gap. And 
this platform, I believe, is uh, is compliant. It's it's a compliant platform height. So that means that this these steps, well, it's because it's standard. They're high floor trains. They're set to the same height that stagecoach floors were set to back in you know three or four hundred years ago. So um, obviously they're way too high to ever allow level boarding. Why are we buying new trains that don't allow level boarding? It's absolutely doolally. And there's no, I mean, it's just, it's just so frustrating to see this. It's so frustrating. Um, uh, anyway, yes. 40s, 50s gantries are still going because they're heftier than the Gwep kit. Yeah, absolutely, exactly. Um, the cafe was nice, but the VNA was not a great visit in Dundee. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, Bombard Alstom for this rubbish. Well, I don't know if this is Bombard Alstom. Is, there, is this, Are these the CAF ones? I, I think this may be a CAF one. This might be one of their CAF, the CAF derivatives. Both CAF and... Um, uh, yeah, both CAF... Is that a Delner couple? Uh, to, uh, whatever. This, 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 you might be able to tell from the coupler. You might be able to tell from the front. The, the nose looks a bit CAF to me rather than, uh, rather than a Bombardier one. Anyway, uh, it's got that slight... It's got that slight, like, 3-3... Three, three, three vibe to it or three three two three 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 vibe to it yeah it is idiotic anyway uh calf and bombardier do better i've come and spoken to bombardier when, when bombardier was still bombardier i spoke to them about this and said this is really important and, and they said they are looking at the next fleet of trains that's not the aventra the trouble is that whilst all the people who i met and who work on building the trains are great bombardier themselves have no had no idea how to actually build trains in terms of uh, oh it is an Alstom. okay thanks thanks peter um read my dms reflirts uh, what are people saying, Reflet? Oh yeah, 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 Simon. Yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know. Uh, yes, yes, Simon. Yes. Um, these are. Oh, there we go. It, it's people are saying it's an Alstom. Other people are saying it's Calf. There we go. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna go with. I think it's Calf, but others might say it's not. They might say it's an Alstom. I think they've cut anyway. Whatever. The the the, the important thing is it's a, it's a, it's a piece of junk. It's it's a, it's badly designed. Why is it designed to not let passengers onto it? That's the whole point of these trains. Yes. So. Oh, yeah, hydrogen. Hydrogen, this is an interesting article. Uh, an article in Recharge, um, uh, and it's pointing out that it's a worth, worthwhile one to pay attention to. Hydrogen is twice as powerful as a greenhouse gas as previously thought. Why is this important? And this is a UK government study, by the way. Oops. Why is this important? Because we're currently talking about, trans about using existing gas transmission networks for hydrogen. And hydrogen is quite quite little. Here we are. Let's. Here is here is a here is a um, hydrogen molecule. There's a hydrogen molecule. Uh, compare that to a um, uh, a molecule of uh, methane. Uh, let's let's do this. There's a methane one, and then a, let's do that, and then then there there there's there's one, and then a, uh, and then there's another one that's going to go at the back, and it's going to look like that. There we are. This is this is uh, small. There we are. This is not far away. No, it's large. Er, it's larger. Um, as a result of this, if you have a pipe, uh, here's a pipe uh, with a little a little crack in the pipe. There's our pipe. Uh, okay, so it doesn't really look that. Really, it's a little thing that, that, that might have a little little crack like that in it. Um, the things that might leak out. Uh, the amount of leaking. Uh, the amount of leaking um, uh, CH4 that you'll get or methane. Um, is going to be a lot less than the amount of uh, H2 that you're going to get. Uh, lots, lots, lots of H2. This is bad because then it goes into the atmosphere and acts as a greenhouse gas. So hydrogen ain't the future. It's not a panacea. It may have it may have carefully controlled applications for our long distance uh, trains, that the, the kind of long distance rural trains that we're not going to electrify for a long while. But it's really not a panacea. So um, Grant Shapps, stop suggesting all your trains are going to run with it. 
bugger off. Anyway, there we go. Uh, that's fun, isn't it? Also, people talk about hydrogen. Absolutely, Genbot. Hydrogen corrosion. There are all sorts of issues with hydrogen that people aren't really talking about. Not the not the Zeppelin one. That isn't the the Hindenburg issue. Is not that's the one issue that isn't an issue. Oh. Anyway, so um, where are we going? Noel. Oh, Noel's back. Noel's back. Hello, Noel. Yeah, you're getting multiple um, multiple mentions here. So uh, Suzanne Rocket, who I want to get in from GB Rail Freight. Susanna, Susanna, sorry, Susanna Rocket. Uh, can Susanna um, come and join us for Rail Matter? Because I want to talk about this map that, that Susanna put up here, this map here. It's a very good map. Here's, here's Susanna. Uh, good. This map here, it's not very, it's, it's, I'm rationing some pixels here, but it's a good map. So uh, on the one hand, this one here is showing uh, freight tonnages, or, or rather, on oh, its daily freight trains, freight trains, freight trains, uh, freight trains here. And this is, as you might recognize, wires. And you'll see some fundamental gaps here. Uh, for example, there's some gaps here. There's, there's a gap. That's a key gap. There's another gap here. Why is this not electrified? You know, major gap there. What else? Oh, yeah, this gap here. Why is this not electrified? This should be electrified. Some fundamental stuff of, like, why are these routes not electrified? Um, like... Just, just, oh, and also, why, why, why is this not electrified? These should be electrified, folks. <laughs> also, why is, uh, let's have a look, why, why are these not electrified? Why is this not electrified? And why is this not electrified? For, like, all of the huge volumes of, yeah, Felix, Felix Dota not eaten is, is the absolute biggest key one, yeah, for sure. For God's sake, double track and put wires up to Felix Dota, for goodness sake. Um, just chronic lack of vital electrification here that would solve so many problems. Um, yes, just just for goodness sake, do these things. Uh, so yeah, really good map. I'd love to get a high-res version of these to compare them because they're really nice. This this one particularly. Uh, also, what's interesting in this one is um, is this is this would be interesting to input into uh, network twenty fifty. I think if we if in, in the, there's somewhere we can so, oh dear there's somewhere we can we can do that that'd be uh that'd be really nice i don't know why i, I don't know what this this i don't know why i put an, a, a, an accent on the zero there now we're 2050 uh will if we can get hold of this data somehow from whoever's created this 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 could be nice to, to, to shove in as a data set it'd be very nice uh right so freight these wires Oh, uh, you know all that stuff that was being said about the EU being a blocker to... I mean, don't get me wrong, the EU and the European Parliament particularly are a major blocker to lots of good uh, railway things. But um, the idea that they were a blocker to state aid ain't one of them. Uh, because the EU has very much said yes to continuing to support Italy's long-distance train operators with state aid. Because, yeah, it's fine. It's, fine. it's a public service. It allows the country to move. Fund public transport. Fund fast trains. These are good things. Um... Uh, Chris Bird, yeah, I think the movable oily in depots is what we're going to get, um, is indeed what we're going to get Noel uh, uh, in to talk about. Uh, Will Deacon, yeah, have a chat with Liam C. Yes, please, that'd be, that'd be good. Um, CNER, yep, green stuff is indeed Simon's patch. Anyway, lots of lots of good stuff. Right, like, right. Ooh, oh, it's noise. This is quite loud. We're in a train. But what are we seeing? What are we seeing? This is very loud. Sorry to everyone who's kind of being deafened. Wait, it's so loud. I'm gonna reduce the volume of this quite a lot to like this. There we go. Let's let's. It's not worked. It's still really loud. Wait a minute. I can fix this. I can fix this uh, temporarily. There. Let's just crank that desk of audio down. There we go. That's better. How's that? Is, is that better? Is it nice and clear? 
What are we going to see, though? Oh, one. Oh, look, it's an intermediate loco. What's it doing there? Ah! It's, uh, it's, it's US-style freight operations with an intermediate loco. Hooray! Uh, look at this. Yeah, there's another one. No, which went through through some some mist. It's very very. Look at that! Look at that! Intermediate loco. That's fun. Uh, it was actually running. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think it was long for the ride. I think there. I saw a thing. I think. Um, wait, wait, wait. Genbot is saying it's not distributed traction. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh, it's not loud. Oh, good. I, I maybe made it so quiet that it went away. Um. Uh, they, yeah, they are very battered. Oh, there's no sound now. It's fine. You don't need the sound. It was just too loud and it was deafening. Uh, everyone was saying it was the, the sound. The sound is actually fine. Where is this video from? Uh, it's from. Uh, 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 where is it from? It's from uh, Midland. Matty Midland, who shared it. Uh, thanks, uh, thanks, Matty. Um, I, I think it is. The, the, so th maybe this. It's US stock. It's diesel for starters. Absolutely. Uh, under the wires, you'll notice as well. Uh, and also, um, uh, Simon's in here. They have been trialing this. Deutsche Bahn have been trialing it. Um, uh, it is a thing. Um, basically, it is a, it is a thing. Uh, Richard Smith is saying it's not US style unless it's scattered suddenly across the busiest main line in the country. Yeah, for sure. Um, uh, the middle loco is, is dead in train, folks. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I thought they weren't doing it dead in train, though, because there was a news article about it. Freightliner did first. It evens out the tension in the couplings. Oh, I, oh interesting. Okay. Um... Anyway, right, there's a load of freight people in here. I know several people who are talking about freight right now who can answer your questions. Um, uh, Gregor is also the couplers about UK freight use. I've been asked a lot about freight couplers, and um, I, I don't have a good answer to that because I think there's just a load of knackered old knuckle couplers in most most cases. I don't think there's nice modern stuff. Anyway, uh, Jembot and Simon can talk about freight in the chat briefly while I move on to the next news article, which is that there's a new high-speed rail group report. Um uh, net zero voices it's a great it's, it's good and it's got some uh mel from greens for hs2 says some things in it it's a it's a good good piece um go and yeah we've just worked out how to summon all the freight people it's true the rule book would need changing to allow distributed traction oh it's so interesting uh couplers are internal knuckles otherwise screw a buckeye oh yeah, yeah okay yeah yeah um uh it's got this this is a new report and it's got more green on it and it's 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 a little bit talking shop so i'm not going to go through it but there's loads of good data in there for you to pull out. And there's some nice quotes about what HS2 can provide and what, what high-speed rail more broadly can provide. So there's some good stuff. Uh, I'm going to give it a big uh, rail natter uh, thumbs up. There's, there's my there's my thumbnail uh, thumbs up. There's some, some my knuckles. It's a, it's a big thumbs up. See, so it's, I, I did a thumbs up. Anyway, enough of that. Oh, our special boy. Our special, special boy. Do you remember Grant Shapps, everyone? Do you remember that guy? He's the, uh, he's the transport minister. He's the secretary of state for transport, rather. Um, this is the most pitiful little tweet here. As I told Parliament, this is his tweet, we are seriously considering our relationship with P&O ferries. Sacking 800 workers without warning, seafarers who throughout the pandemic kept our critical goods like medicine and PPE flowing is a disgrace to our world-leading sector. Uh, this is a story in three parts. That's part one. Part two is um, back in 2013... So that was in 2022. Back in 2013, uh, the quote was, we need to make it easier for firms to sack workers, claims Conservative Chairman Grant Shapps. That's part two. And part three is, um, given that the rail industry was fundamental to moving, you know, medicines and PPE around the country, um, here is in 2021, rail industry puts service and job cuts on the line amid warnings that government support is not unlimited because, of course, the rail industry is having... Uh, huge cuts inflicted upon it. So, um, 
Good grief. Anyway, uh, I just, I just, just the, 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 the brazen hypocrisy, the nastiness of it. And uh, actually, it's, it's kind of maybe a story in four parts, because uh, what's funnier is that he's not just callous. He is also stupid. Because uh, Grant Shapps and Quasi Karteng uh, wrote strongly worded letters to someone who resigned as the PO chair on December 2021. Um, really knocked out of the park there, lads. Top work. Top work. As Richard Smith says, How dare the leopards I let out of the zoo eat a face that the public cares about? Yeah, quite. Oh, uh, in bigger news that's kind of over the top of everything, uh, yeah, it's not going well, folks. Uh, this is the uh, This is Antarctica. Um, with a temperature anomaly of enormous, even <laughs> minus ten, uh, so it's a that's a forty degree increase in the temperature that it should be at that time of year. I, I, I'm interested to see whether this went down or whether it's sort of bouncing around like this. In any case, that's a lot of extra water that's currently being sploshed into our oceans um, from melt that we're probably not then going to freeze again. Rather scary. Uh, good grief. Um, so yeah, just as a reminder of what's going on, good grief. Oh, and there's some fun things to to get as we're getting towards the end of the episode. Don't worry, folks, we're we're nearly there. Um, Phil Philip Haig always keeping us on our toes and keeping an eye on things. Uh, I actually I'm 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 I follow his tweets and, and and whenever Phil tweets, I will keep an eye on because he does tweet useful stuff all the time. So it's well well worth um kind of subscribing to follow his tweets when they ping up. Um, what to make of the DFT slipping out a correction slip to its integrated rail plan? Hmm, another correction, I wonder. Uh, in this example, uh, of many corrections they've released, by the way, which I think we should do as a, an episode, go through those, this particular example of a correction um, increases the integrated rail plan's Birmingham to Leeds journey time from 67 to 89 minutes. Oh, whoops. So to just break that out a bit, there's some corrections there. Figure 4 graph... Figure for graph. Uh, there we are. The text currently reads Birmingham to Leeds 67. Text should be amended to say Birmingham to Leeds 79 to 89. So, yeah. Oopsies. Um, this isn't good, is it? So where are we? Let's, let's go Leeds, Leeds, Leeds. Birmingham to Leeds. This one here. Yeah, not 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 great, is it? Because this is the hot, kind of key key justifications in their, in their internal brain mathematics of... Um, of whether they should or should not be uh, cancelling the Eastern Leg. Anyway, fantastic, great stuff. Slightly more sober, sobering reminder of um, of fatal derailments is the the Sandylands tram crash. Um, the officer rail and road are prosecuting. Okay, they're, 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 a lot of it went kind of led with the driver, but the officer rail and road are prosecuting. They're prosecuting TfL. They're prosecuting Tram, tram Operations Limited, which is sort of the, the nominal operator, which, let's face it, should basically just needs to be got rid of and brought into TfL. And and the tram driver, Alfred Doris. So all of them are getting prosecuted by the ORR over the crash. Um, it was The crash happened because of a micro-sleep, but, um, yeah... The crash happened because of a microsleep, but actually, uh, there are, microsleeps don't happen by accident. They don't just happen because of drivers. They there are successive issues of microsleeps and of of fatigue, driver fatigue happening, uh, and so I, I think that you know, again you can't just lump it on the driver. There are reasons that driver was tired, and it needs to be looked into. There are multiple issues as a result of this. Talking being tired, um, people are talking about the yeah. I don't think this is a proofreading issue. I think it's a deliberate error. Um, 
They didn't correct the omission of HS2 East or an overpass rail, sadly, says David Frankel. Oh, absolutely, David, yeah. Um, and uh, the um, the French flight ban has uh, kind of is happening from now. It's happened, just in case anyone's wondering. Um, anything that is less than a 2.4 hour uh, train journey, uh, is that right? French government in April this year will stop short flights to destinations that could be reached by a two and a half hour train journey. Basically, it's it's not perfect, but they've got rid of a lot of uh, of domestic flights because they have a high speed rail network. Isn't that useful? I wonder. I wonder if we could do something like that. Hmm. Hmm. Um. Oh yeah. Let's get my get rid of my face. Let's get rid of my face. Uh. Stop talking about fucking light bulbs. Uh, why why am I saying this? Why am I getting angry about light bulbs? Uh, sorry if there are any kids watching. Sorry, kids. Um, it's not it's not the words you use; it's the way you use them. Um, and why why are we why are we so? For God's sake, the people who are talking about the railway about how expensive it is for the railway to change a light bulb, get a grip, get a grip of the pic- bigger picture here, which is that rail cuts are happening at an enormous scale, and trivial little cuts to things that don't get me wrong. It'd be great if we could reduce the if we could quit, get rid of stupid outsourcing so we can replace light bulbs for cheaper. Great, yeah, that'd be good. But do you know how important that is at the grand scheme of things? It isn't. It isn't important at all. What is important is shouting and screaming about the fact the rail industry has been cut to within an inch of its life. So maybe don't concentrate on things like light bulbs and do concentrate on things like massive swinging cuts to rail services. So, uh, yes, just good grief. Not, uh, I just, I, I, and yes, I'm, I'm subtweeting a large number of people in that instance, not just one or two people. There are a few people who've been obsessed by this utter rot. rot. Just honestly, get a, get a grip, get a grip. Very frustrating. Anyway, uh, what else is going on that makes me angry? Um, oh, yeah, this guy. Um, just worth saying that, um, uh, yeah, Elon Musk is, is is an evil man and Tesla is bad. Tesla is a fundamentally bad uh, company. Um, uh, yes, they do make cars that are cheaper and have longer lasting, you know, longer range and stuff. But is it worth it? Because, um, you know, this is a... You know, they're, they're, Elon Musk is currently being taken to court. He doesn't like uh, this. Is why he's trying to buy Twitter is because people shout at him on Twitter, and he likes being on Twitter. and He doesn't like being shouted at. But um, it started with one Tesla employee speaking out. There was a dozen, then it was a hundred, then it was nine hundred. Today, over four thousand black workers at Tesla are taking on the are taking on Elon Musk and taking them to court because, just pointing out, Tesla had essentially had segregated working spaces for black workers, right? This is an this is an evil man, and this is a company that is a very very bad company with like very nasty and hmm. I wonder why uh, uh I wonder why apartheid emerald guy is uh, doing apartheid in his co- in his factories. Hmm. I wonder. Anyway, uh, it's a Los Angeles Times article goes into good detail about it, but there's plenty you can look up. And uh, if there's any way you can support, if there's a if there's a, a crowdfunding for this, then absolutely go and support it. Give the give the Give the legal, pay their support their legal fees to make sure that this goes as far as it can. Um, oh yes, this is exciting news uh, because ScotRail has nabbed its trains back. Uh, ScotRail's trains are now officially, as of the start of this month, uh, ScotRail is 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 Scottish. It's 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 um, the, the trains. I mean, Torn Centre process it was before anyway. Let's face it. Uh, because uh, Scott Ray Labellio had been um, had been kind of uh, gobbled up, uh, or not gobbled up, but they were running under sort of a, a concession model anyway. But 
Um, uh, oh, bye, Simon. Bye. Uh, we'll be finished soon, but uh, yes, uh, bye, Simon. See you soon. Oh, yes. Um, so yeah, ScotRail. They've done it. They've, they've, they've. The, the, the Scottish government has taken ScotRail back into public ownership. It's happened, which is exciting, isn't it? Um, what else is in the news? More data. More data. More data. Um, this is this is delicious data here. Uh, again, Will. Let's 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 get this into Network Twenty Fifty. Uh, 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 2050 question mark well yes yeah, let's do that uh, which is published statistics about um, counts of vehicles so this this was interesting because it came off the back of a lot of people saying oh uh, there was a st very stupid tweet that came out saying oh uh, people in London uh, yeah they don't know that uh, actually yeah outside of London everyone actually has to you know there's there's actually a lot of people who need cars you know so actually people should understand that that you need a car if you live outside of London. You you actually need a car, um, and this data is fantastic for that because uh, it breaks down and shows very nicely um, how many cars there are per domestic property, and um, points out very much that oh oh look at these urban areas oh yeah, yeah there's less there's, there's less less that's also in the valleys that's because of deprivation by the way poorest part of the UK oh that's look look at that also some of these areas are some of the poorest parts of the UK as well look at the car ownership very low. I wonder why that might be. Hmm. Low car ownership. Oh, low car ownership. Oh, some of these really poor parts of up, up in the northeast as well. Low car ownership. Hull. Low. Car I wonder why these places. All these places have low. Oh, it's because in urban. Ah, oh, yeah, that's right. It's because if you have public transport, people can. Yeah, that's right. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, good. So, so what we're saying is, people who, given that generally people in the countryside are better off. Uh, there are some exceptions, actually. This is one of the areas that's probably an exception. But um, let's get rid of this. Yeah, places that are less well off don't have higher car ownership. And yes, there's lots of there's lots of like correlation rather than causation here. But the point is that generally poorer people live in urban areas, and car ownership is less in those urban areas. So stupid idiot who was like, oh, oh yeah, look at the London region that's got low car uh, ownership, but everywhere else it's got yeah people need the car. It's like, no, no, the rural areas, it's because of the aggregation of London as a region compared to like, the, the, the region map kind of looked like this. It was like this. And it was like, yeah, no wonder the region, oh, it's not really like that. It's kind of similar to that. It's like, yeah, no wonder those other regions, because those other regions can contain both rural and urban areas, whereas the London one is just like an urban area. So it's pretty obvious why uh, car ownership is less in London than elsewhere. It was a bad use of statistics. Anyway, um, I don't know who this guy, this car obsessed guy is that I'm referring to. Uh, but anyway. Uh, yes, this was some very nice data that we're going to gobble up. Delicious, delicious data. Yum, yum. Um, oh, yeah. Ria. Uh, Ria published a little... They did a little press release. In fact, they've done a couple recently. They did one um, after the Trains Fit for the Future report and did Carmelizing Rail, uh, after which, obviously, nothing... Oh, let's bring my face back up. Let's get my little face up. Hello, I'm in the corner, getting angry. Um, so Transport, uh, Transport Select Committee published their Trains Fit for the Future report, which government has just ignored, obviously. Uh, sadly, government just ignores everything that they don't like to look at, um, or indeed things that they might even like to look at. They ignore everything because they're obnoxious. Um, but they're also the RNEP, the 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 rail. What is it? The railway national, the 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 enhancements pipeline, rail network enhancements pipeline. Basically, the big pipeline that should be talking about the strategy of what's going to be delivered um, hasn't been updated for. I think it's eight hundred days now. Just absolutely horrendous. Um, and you can see here, uh, let's zoom in on their nice pictures. So hi to Ria. Hi, hi everyone at Ria. Hi, Max. Hi, 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 David. Hi, the, the whole crew. Um, why is this not nipping forwards? Forwards, please. Yes, thank you. So of these 12 asks that are in here, these are the, the their, their reviews, and they're giving a rating. 
publish a long-term strategy, they're being polite when they have published an amber. Wait, amber means uh, some progress, but no, yeah. So amber, so basically the only things where there's any progress, so there's no progress on publishing a long-term strategy, no progress on securing, or they're saying amber because they're referring to the TDNS, but anyway. Funding necessary for long-term decarbonization program. Oh, nope. Uh, um, implement an enhanced financial mechanism beyond the YARNEP. Uh, commit to a 30-year program of electrification projects. Well, they've put amber, but let's face it. Network Rail and ORR continue to explore potential for an extension in third rail electrification. That hasn't happened. Number six, publish the list of no regret electrification schemes. Oh, hydrogen trains are fully incorporated into the hydrogen strategy. They have been with a paragraph. Mm, hooray. Number eight, Sarah, how it will support the UK, the growth of UK battery industry. Hooray, they definitely, they've done that. The long-term rail decarbonisation strategy must explain how the development of alternative technology will be reviewed. That hasn't happened. Ensure there is a single cross-modal freight decarbonisation target, including rail and run. No, they haven't done that. Uh, number 11, the decarbonisation strategy sets out how R&D will be supported and properly funded. Well, they have done that because this government does like R&D because it, it's something that's easily private sectorable. Number 12, set out how it will ensure that trains meet the legal requirement to be fully accessible. Ah, this is good. Glad about this. Haven't done that. Nothing to do with that. So there we go. Hopeless. Master Trams, just correct me, it's not 800 days, it's 900 days. There's 900 days since the RNET was uh, published, uh, n uh, last updated. 900 days since it was last updated. How absolutely shocking. So, yeah, government, hopeless. Oh, I think we're ending on this. So, uh, if you want cheering up, oh, here we go. Loopy Hype ain't dead yet because um, some grifters, some, some tax avoidance scheme runners, uh, legally, we cannot say that they are necessarily tax avoidance schemes, but they definitely are. Um, Transport Inc., uh, we are thrilled to share that Transport has confirmed, has it, 550 million US dollars finance for the construction of a Canadian line connecting Edmonton and Calgary. Uh, oh dear. There was so much to unpick here. Firstly, I think it was like 550 million is enough to pay for probably uh, 11 kilometers of, th of this. Probably about 11 kilometers of it. What's 550 divided by 50? No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 50 times 10 is 500 plus 50 is 11. So yeah, 11 kilometers. This is this is fine. 11 kilometers. 11 kilometers of this. So the distance between Edmonton and Calgary is not 11 kilometers. I believe it's um quite a, it's quite it's quite a lot. It's quite it's, it's more than that, folks. It's quite a lot more than that. Um. Yeah, this is nonsense. This is just total nonsense. It's also worth reminding us saying it'll, this project will create 140,000 new jobs. What? And add 20 billion, well, 19 billion, to Alberta's GDP. What? While reducing travel times. Well, yeah. Now, let's remind ourselves. Let's remind ourselves. Let's remind ourselves. Why do these things... Oh, I've got me, I've got me, I've got me slides the wrong way around. I've got me slides the wrong way around. Let me, let me correct the order of my slides. There we are. I've fixed, I've fixed the problem, folks. Why, why do these things get the traction they do? Why do they get the traction they do? Well, it's because of this. It's my old rubbish sketch. It's old rubbish sketch. Oh, do not... Everyone should know you do not share the monorail gif as a response to this stuff. You share... You do not share the monorail gif to this stuff. You share threads that I've done under Loopy Hype. You find stuff like... Uh, and you, you, you link evidence. Do not link and trivial... Because you trivialise it and you make it a funny joke. It's not a funny joke, folks. If £550 million of public money has just been spent on this bollocks, that's not a joke. That's not a funny joke. 
That's very, very bad. Um, and the issue is that so people get so some people get are like pigs and shit. They get obsessed with the abilities of the technology. Uh, and then the company, if you look at that tweet, it was talking about the 140,000 new jobs and the and the and the, the 20 billion to GDP and improving travel times. Yeah, they're, they're talking about the market demand. They're, they're, they're just saying what would happen if you did anything. They're not saying that there's no... So they, they, they can talk about, oh, the technology is wonderful. It's amazing. It's wonderful. There's these wonderful technological, wonderful whiz jigs. And they can say, oh, it'll be, you know, there'll be this much benefit to the economy and this many jobs from if you, if you do fast things. And this goes around and round and round and round and round while no one talks about the fact that you'll transform the grand total of shit all with a system that has no capacity, which is what Hyperloop is. So um, this is the game they play. They get everyone to talk about the technology and they then they talk about they do big glossy reports, talk about market demand, whilst no one talks about the actual capacity of the system, which is to do nothing. Anyway, there you go. But it has a snazzy renderite looking thing that looks snazzy and rendered and appears to be glass with solar panels on top. It's just it's just it's just um yeah, yeah, it's it's rubbish. It's 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 poop. It's 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 a load of it's a load of rubbish, folks. Absolute rubbish. But it's not dead yet, so yes. Ugh, my goodness me. Anyway, right, enough enough of enough of this. We're nearly at the end of the episode. Uh let me get rid of my face and then uh, swiftly move us on to the outro for this. Um available on all good podcasting platforms. I normally post it up on time, hopefully. Um it's been a pleasure to have you all along for the ride. 125 of you or whatever were joining us. Uh, lovely to see you all. Hello, I'm waving, but I'm not on some little face, so you can't see it. What else is there to say? Uh, I've got some further some interesting announcements, so don't run off quite yet. Um patreon.com slash gaffnet is for the Patreon. Masket.co.uk slash collection slash railnet for the merch. The paypal.me slash Gareth Dennis for uh, throwing pennies at me if you do so wish to do so. And GarethDennis.co.uk slash Discord for the Discord server. Um, uh, yes, the Discord server where the chat that's been happening continues to happen. Um, for anyone... Who, all right, okay, I'm going to go... Actually, before before we do a thing... Like, John Stone, hello, John, friend of the show. Little, uh, just a little, um, little, little, um, a little tweet that he did here. Um... Uh, it is the reason it's uh, the reason I've, I've shared this tweet is because it's John Stone sharing his. Uh, we definitely need to abolish the treasury mug. Go buy the abolish the treasury mug. It's it's a thing of beauty. Look at this. It's a thing of beauty. Look at this lovely mug with a nice cup of delicious looking tea in it. Uh, yes, do it. Um, anyway, right. So there's that. Uh, what else? Oh yes, I have to talk about rate my buffers, don't I? Uh, thanks everyone for uh, rate my buffers happening. Uh, and making this happen it's very silly um but it's also good fun um it's it's it is yes it's very silly but I, i've been enjoying i've been enjoying it and it's it's I, i'm so far behind already there are like 70 sat in my um in, in my uh drafts for, for my in twitter in the twitter app let's hope the app doesn't do it i just let's hope i accidentally empty the cache because i'll lose all those drafts and i'll be it'll be a disaster for me knowing where i'm at with all the buffers that i have and have not rated but um if you think it's fun then thanks <laughs> um there's all sorts of other people who are wanting spin-offs to come off that there there's 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 we'll see we'll see what else ah yes the north of numbers podcast i was on this podcast and it was great um it was a really good uh podcast thanks to anna for um for, for doing it. it was really uh Annie, Anna, Annie. Thanks to Annie for for um, for, for hosting. It was really good. Uh, it's a really nice piece. I talk a lot in it. Um, go and go and listen to the North in Numbers. 
Um, I'll put a link in the description. Remind me to do that if I don't do it. Um, but it's a, it's a good podcast. It talks about leveling up and what it actually practically means on the ground. There's some positive stuff. There's some data-driven. It's all data-driven. There's some really good people talking about education. It's just it's a, it's a really good episode. Um, ah, yes, tomorrow a thing is happening. Tomorrow a thing is happening, folks. Yes, that's right. Um, which will be uh, hashtag... I didn't realize this was going to be the hashtag. I thought the hashtag was going to be hashtag explore station, but they, they did a great state. But anyway, fine, because I'm going to subvert the thing anyway. Hashtag Great British Station. Uh, we're taking a tour of the country's beloved state. This is going to be, this, this is going to be happening on Twitter. Um, it's going to be, people are going to be talking about their, their favorite train stations, or in my case, will it be the favorite train station? Who knows? Because tomorrow I shall be posting a little ticket like this, talking about what station is... Uh, the station I want to talk about in this whole thing, and I'll do a little thread explaining it and explaining why I think it's important. And it's all relevant to a future episode that we'll be doing as well, so it's all tied in there. Um, but, uh, <laughs> yes, so that's happening tomorrow. Stay tuned for some tweets. Um, and, indeed, you can get involved, particularly on Instagram, but also on Twitter. You can you can find these images that they've done. They've done some, the Design Council have done some nice images. If you search... Uh, if you if you search hashtag explore station or hashtag great british station uh you'll you'll pick up these uh and i'm gonna tweet under this hashtag and we'll hopefully there's lots of organizations i think i'm one of, of only a couple of humans who are actually gonna be doing this uh kind of pre-organized uh, little thing to be doing this it's not paid but it's like i'm, I'm definitely co- co- collaborating to, as part of a bit of a push but it's it's part of the the if you remember there was that like unified design of a potential station thing that was, that was being talked about and we're gonna have to do some more um sort of uh yeah do some more uh there's a future episode about this as well but they're doing more about it and they're trying to get people to get involved and talk about what's important for stations and and i think it's important it's the design council leading on this stuff and i think it's it's important to get people talking about what's important for stations but i want to be talking about the fact that yes stations are important absolutely critical in fact but they're no good if there are no trains running through them so fundamentally frequency is freedom we'll get there we'll get there um and then next week, of course, will be part three of our um, look at the um, at the final report um, at Carmen. So the the we're going to be probably it'll be the last episode um, of this a three parter, um, I think. But we shall be um, we shall be going through and and kind of looking at, at crashworthiness primarily, but looking at kind of generally across the other things, and we'll kind of wrap up as well. We'll do a bit of a wrap up and remind ourselves what 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 was going on. But um, that's next week. I'm going to do big face briefly because. Um, there was a, a question. Any questions you've got with the stuff we've covered? I hope I don't know how interactive I've been with with the chat. Hello, everyone in the chat. You've been wonderful. But um, uh, there was a question. Uh, yeah, imagine that the the like button is in fact Grant Shapps's nose, and you're just prodding it repeatedly when you pa- push the like button. So do that. Um, someone asked. I can't see it because I'm not sure they added me in. Someone asked about capacity. Um, uh, oh, Lynn's Lynn's got by Lynn. I think you went already. Uh, asked about capacity, uh, system capacity. Capacity is just <clears throat> the number of seats each vehicle carries multiply the number of vehicles per hour can go through the system. And for Hyperloop, any Hyperloop system, it's very very low, like hilariously catastrophically low, which means that you can't achieve you can't transform anything if the system capacity is low. So, for example, the system capacity of like a Hyperloop system is like a thousand, two thousand. The system capacity of um, uh, of like a high-speed rail system is 20,000. So you're, you're talking about like 10 times more capacity at least. Anyway, right. Uh, let's let's make my face disappear. And in fact, let's not make my face disappear because uh, I'm going to give you all a, a, a cheerio because it's the end of the episode. Um, I have recovered from COVID, everyone, yes. Uh, that's the two questions. Uh, Jordan's saying, have I, have I? Have I? Yes, I have. Two, 
How am I getting with the thing? Uh, the, I, I've, I need to I try and record the whole lot in one go so the audio is not too different, so that it's not a nightmare for you to rebalance the audio. So I, 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 I have finished it, and then I got distracted. Um, so I need to go back and just re, re, read all the bits out again. But I will do it. I'll, I'll do it, Jordan. I, I promise. I'll be back to you. Anyway. Um, right. Let's do this thing. Everyone, it's half past. It was an hour and a half episode. <laughs> I thought it was going to be a short one. Cheerio! <laughs> I'm so hungry. Cheerio, 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 cheerio.